Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long, taking you till 8 o'clock tonight. I have a lot to talk about, and we got a host of some really great guests. And first one up, the uh, Panthers radio color analyst, Jim Zoki. Jim, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. You bet, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Jim, uh, what an opportunity um, and the Panthers made that run, and it, that was impressive. And uh, this is how I look at it at the final game. I think these players, they want to win that game. They've heard all the talk about the owner uh, kind of flirting around a little bit with Jim Harbaugh, and I think they want to win this uh, for Wilkes. I, I think they want to keep him here, and I think a win would certainly be pretty good uh, in, in Wilkes' advantage. Now, I don't know how the owner feels about it because when you were at over $20 billion, you can do what you want to do. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on the mental approach to this game because we've all seen it late in the year. Sometimes uh, how some teams show up uh, is a bit of a roller coaster ride. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is going to be one of those games where both teams want to win. And you certainly, we've all been in those situations where it doesn't matter much. You're playing out the string. But I don't I don't think it'll be one of those kind of games. I think it's going to be one where uh, a number of players have been very vocal in wanting Steve Wilkes to be made the permanent head coach here. So I think this would go towards that. And if they win this game, that would make them 6-6 six and six under Wilkes. And he inherited a team that was 1-4. and four. And that, that's pretty remarkable, I think, considering. So I think that he's popular there but he's done a good job he's really done enough i think to to earn that right uh to certainly uh to be that guy and obviously i have to go through the entire coaching process and interview process here but you know, same as the saints i mean you guys could go out on a four-game winning streak here and, and you know solidify dennis allen's uh, you know tenure there as far as some people feel good about that moving forward so i think both teams really want to take some momentum into this offseason Jim, I think the biggest improvement I've seen with the Panthers from a year ago is offensive line play. Um, you got some new pieces up front, uh, first-round pick, a Bozeman coming in, certainly made a difference. But I think that's been, to me, the biggest jump from what I've seen the past couple years where that was the fatal flaw uh, for this team other than at quarterback. And I think it does have an effect on your quarterback play too. And, and we'll get into uh, Sam. But your thoughts on the offensive line, because I think when they have played really well and dominated up front in the running game, the Panthers have won. When they maybe haven't played as well, uh, that's when they don't win. Yeah, and the problem is, you know, people know they want to run. So when teams like Tampa Bay last week just loaded the box, and you know in this league, if you've got a halfway decent defense, if you load the box, you can't run, so you have to pass. And, you know, Sam Darnold did okay. He had good numbers 
341 yards and three touchdowns. But when this team plays well is when they don't turn the ball over and he had his hand in three turnovers. And when they run the ball because they control the clock, the number of plays, and uh, hand it back over to the defense on the other side. And you're right. I thought offensive line was their worst position the previous year. As far as just a unit, it's probably their best position this year. And the fact that they could get rid of their best player, Christian McCaffrey, and run the ball even better after he left, by and large, with Deontay Foreman and Shuba Hubbard is, is a testimony to that. And that really goes back to the offensive line blocking. So it really is. And when you've got that, you know, you can make uh, an average quarterback look good and a good quarterback look great, and you can have a running game. So that, that's changed a lot of things here. I've done some stuff uh, pregame, certainly with the uh, Tennessee Titans, and I was surprised. Uh, I knew Foreman wasn't going to stay there, but that he didn't have a bigger interest out on the free agent market because he's a, he was in shape. Uh, he sort of looked like Derrick Henry's little brother to Henry, but he's an impressive runner uh, with that combination of power and ability to hit the hole quickly. He is because he's not like a plotter. He's a, he's a big back, yep. but he does. He's kind of a, he's a he's a one cut and run guy basically. That's when he's at his best. He's they don't throw the ball to him. He's only got like five catches, so a little bit like Derrick Henry in that way. But he is a guy that uh, is 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 tough to tackle on on first contact, and you love that. And that makes you know when you when you have a lead and you just start you know leaning on that other team in the second half. He's that perfect back, and then Chupa Hubbard is basically. Uh, a track star kind of yep. guy. So you bring him in to change of pace and, again, kind of more of that uh, that role of Christian McCaffrey. Not saying he's that type of player, but just that smaller back, you can throw it to him kind of a role. Uh, and so they've done, I think Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator has done a nice job in adjusting to the personnel that is here and tailoring the offense to what they do better. And they're just, you know, they're built to do this. You know, in the future, if they get a franchise quarterback and we have more than one prominent receiver, I mean, you take out D.J. Moore, Really, nobody a wide receiver in the pass game scares you receiving-wise. So it's really a testimony to the fact that teams know they're going to run, that the Panthers have had as much success as they did. If you go back two weeks ago, uh, for your listeners, the Panthers ran for 320 <laughs> yards and put up 570 total yards against Detroit, a, a really good team. So you know, it shows you just how capable they are uh, in, in that kind of uh, that kind of playing, that kind of style of offense. Your thoughts on Sam Darnold, where he's been sort of, not sort of, he's been hot and cold as a passer. Um, are they looking at him as the guy? Uh, or do you think in this offseason they're going to try to go out and improve the quarterback situation? I think it's going to be difficult, and the, the reason it's one to forecast is that we don't know who the coach is going to be. Right. And beyond that, I think, you know, with Sam, even though he's playing well right now, you know, he's kind of that – he's in that category. He's like a low-end starter, uh, spot starter kind of a guy. I don't think he's a pure backup. Uh, but he's he's not the kind of guy where you go, okay, this is our, our guy that's going to lead us to championships. So, um, you know, kind of like Andy – like a, a slightly you know younger Andy Dalton, like a guy that's been a fine quarterback. Not the kind of success Dalton had as a, as a Bengal, but uh, as a guy that can just kind of, you know, keep it – Keep it from going off the road. <laughs> you know, manage yeah, right. the game. You know, right. on a good day, don't turn it over. He only had one pick. We had two fumbles inside our own red zone. One on a quarterback hit on a, the blind side and one a bad snap that he should have fallen on. He tried to make a play on it. So, anyways, you, you want somebody that's going to be, you know, we had Cam Newton. He was that guy, obviously, for a number of years. Jake DeLome. So, I mean, you, you want that guy that's going to be like a true leader, uh, really prominent. And to, I don't know that they would invest – heavily in that, which says to me he's done enough, honestly, to resurrect his career here over the last four or five weeks. He'll probably get a look at some other teams that are needing a quarterback and probably, my guess as a free agent, would get stronger offers elsewhere than what he would receive here is my guess. 
we've had a lot of people call in and say, well, what happened with Hassan Reddick? Uh, that, that would have been, you know, because Brian is who he is. He's, he's an elite pass rusher. He's a guy that, enomatic as far as personality, but man, he can bring it. Uh, he comes off that edge and, and you're just trying to hold on uh, for dear life. Was it a financial issue with Reddick uh, that he left uh, to join the Eagles as a free agent? I think it was, and um, you know, part of it is you got to kind of pick and choose, and not only in that moment, but like you know, Brian Burns is about to get paid, who is our prominent pass rusher, a lot of money, <laughs> yeah, Pro Bowl, so he's about to get paid. So you, you kind of look at like what's the next two three year cycle look like, and since they let Reddit go, they've obviously traded away Christian McCaffrey, which was sixteen million dollars a year, so they're in a better spot now uh, financially, even though they lost a really good football player. Uh, but yeah, that was a miss as far as talent goes for Reddick. I don't. He wanted to be here was the other thing. So I, I don't know what it would have cost to have kept him here. And I actually I don't. I'm, I'm not sure what his contract is with the Eagles. He ended up getting there, but he was the kind of guy that now we're looking for what we lost. We're looking for that bookend defensive end to replace him on the other side. And I think that along with a complimentary wide receiver to DJ Moore beyond quarterback are probably the three major issues facing this team right now. Last question to you, Jim. Um, the progress of J.C. Horn at corner. I know, boy, last week you guys, it was it was really tough. You got Josh Norman uh, out of retirement, so to speak, uh, uh, to come in there to try to help out. But uh, Horn's progress as a cover corner because he he he's built for it. And he's got some really strong genetics. Uh, we, we saw his dad for so many years as a wideout yeah. here with the Saints. But he looks to be a guy that I think could be an all-pro player real quick in this league. I agree. And, you know, his rookie year, he only played parts of three games. He got hurt in his third game. Uh, and now this year he gets uh, the, the injury late in the season. But we've seen enough. He kind of put it together. He's played one full season. He – looks like the sky is the limit. Like, he's a big physical press corner. Uh, the only thing he needs is that he's a little bit still raw and that he brings from college is he gets a little handsy, so they'll, they'll flag him <laughs> for some holding on and, and things like that. But, you know, you'll take that as opposed to a guy who doesn't who gets burned and, you know, isn't able to keep up. He's, he's getting better and better all the time. So it's all there. And he's rangy. He's got the long arms. Uh, they love to play him in that, you know, that nickel in a slot, and then you can put him in, like, in a – uh, down in the box as as a run tackler, so you can use him like as a little chess piece in, in a number of different ways too. But just a big physical press corner, uh, all ball. Uh, you know, because you know, with some of these younger players now, you know, they like the game enough and they enjoy it, but they're kind of more interested in their social media and some other stuff. I mean, this guy's all football, and he just he he's just you can see he's gonna be a locker room guy that uh, could be a leader here for this team for years to come. I think. Jim, real quick, you were talking about a secondary receiver to DJ Moore. What has the team kind of seen from the development of a guy that we're kind of familiar with down here, Terrace Marshall, uh, LSU guy, second-round pick from two years ago? What have you all kind of seen from him in his second year? Stay healthy. That's his issue. And he, and he has this year. You're right. Yeah, he did last, last year, and he was hurt during the spring and then beginning of training camp. But it's interesting, you know, coaches don't like naming players, right? Like, who's your favorite child, right? But they, they asked Steve Wilkes <laughs> this week, you know, who has developed the most this year? Like, who's made the biggest leap? And he said, Terrace Marshall. Yeah. And, you know, they don't use him enough. So it's like he um, – as part of that is, again, it gets back to our – we're not a big passing team. But when they do get it to him, he's made some really spectacular big chunk plays, like 30, 40, 50-yard plays. So you're starting to see that it's there. I think it's more of a matter like next year would be like the year with the right quarterback and a more balanced uh, game offensively as far as pass run. Uh, you can see where he can really emerge and, and be that, that guy. And he might be – right on the roster, the second guy right now. 
and just hasn't had that opportunity. But uh, he certainly has a lot of promise, and he made big strides this year. Jim, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you before the game Sunday. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Jim Zoki, the Panthers radio color analyst and breaking down the uh, Panthers. And uh, interesting about Terrace, who was the top uh, recruit in the state of Louisiana as a wide receiver, got injured quite a bit at LSU, finally healthy this year. He's had some flashes. And and you see it, man. He's so talented, Yep, Uh, Charlie. It's just he got to stay healthy. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. We're back. Why? Why? If you have teeth. Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike, to tell you along with Charlie Long, we're going to go to our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We're going to go to Patrick in Houston. Patrick, you're in the huddle with Mike and Charlie. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. This is Patrick from Houston. I'm a huge Southern Miss Golden Eagle fan, and I wanted to call in to get Mike's perspective on uh, Frank Gore Jr. and if you feel that his stock is rising and if he were you know, drafted today in the NFL draft, where do you think he would place? And also I wanted to talk about um, the situation with you know, Southern Miss in 2023. You know, Southern Miss played Tulane last year and won a very – thrilling victory at Yulman Stadium and of course the two teams are playing uh, next year as well and I just wanted to get your perspective Mike on what you see the outcome of that game potentially being and if you think Southern Miss can actually make it two in a row against Tulane. Well that's going to be tough to make it two in a row but I like what they're building there at Southern Miss. Uh, I think today with the transfer portal uh, you're able to 
not just build upon just with freshmen. You're able to get people with some experience. So um, I think that the future there looks really good. Beating Tulane twice is going to be difficult because the Green Wave are going to return a lot of guys uh, back to that lineup that uh, won 12 games this year. On Frank Gore Jr., he's not as powerful or as quick as his dad. Uh, but, uh, man, he's tough. He's got great eye vision. He has the ability to make people miss in space and kind of another gear to kick into, similar to his pop in that uh, way. He's got to uh, improve as a receiver coming out the backfield and also in pass protection. So I think the one position that gets devaluated more than any uh, come draft time is that running back. So I would look at Patrick Gore Jr. Uh, as a uh, late-round pick uh, coming up for the twenty. 20- 23 draft. Good prospect later on and a tough guy as a number two back. We're going to go to a quick break and then come back with Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, right after this break on the Big 870. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long. We're going to go to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line to the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. Jim, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Mike, good being on. Good, uh, good to be on with you, Charlie. Uh, Jim, uh, man, I can't tell you from an outsider looking in just how you've been able to raise the level of the importance of the Reese's Senior Bowl. You know, you talk to older guys in this business when they had a choice. Uh, do I want to go to Mobile? I want to go play in the Hula Bowl? What? Man, I'm going to Hawaii. But now their deal is, listen. I can make so much money if I look good at the Risa Senior Bowl. Man, I can go to Hawaii when I want to go to Hawaii. So you've done a fabulous job there. And one of the guys last year, and I think everyone sort of thought he'd be a first-round pick in Trevor Pinning, but I think he solidified that going to the Senior Bowl and showcasing his skills and showing, hey, I can play against the big guys. I can go up against those individuals. So if you're not a surefire top 10, 15 pick in the draft, it really beholds you to head to Alabama and play in the Reese's Senior Bowl. Well, Mike, first off, I appreciate the kind words. That's that's really nice of you. Um, that's been part, of the, been part of the pitch over the last five years, Mike, is convincing these guys that are – you know, latter half of the first round, you know, to, to mid second round picks that this game, this game makes more sense for those guys um, than the, than the later round picks, because just to the value of where those guys get drafted. I mean, they're, they're, you know, you look at a guy like Terry McLaurin, the, the pro bowl receiver yeah. for the, for the Washington commanders. When we were, you know, when we graded Terry coming out of Ohio state, we had him in the fifth round, you know, calling around to teams. Cause we do that. We cross check ourselves with, with all the, you know, I usually hit up at least half the league, you know, director-level guys, GMs, just, and we, we, we spent a couple hours on the phone, and we just compare grades and compare notes. And, and Terry was fifth, sixth round for everybody, okay? So he comes down to Mobile, has a great week, um, went in the third round, and now in hindsight got way underdrafted, probably should have gone in the first round. Um, and he made a lot of money, you know, move, moving two or three rounds, that's a lot of money. But a guy like Trevor, um, in the year before that, like Kadarius Tony, those guys were – you know, in that in that 28 to 40 range, probably for most teams, and he ends up going. You know, you go from 28 to 20. I mean, you're making more than Terry McLaurin made by moving two or three rounds by moving. You know, seven, eight, nine, ten spots. So, um, yeah, it, it, our small school guys definitely benefit probably more than the bigger school guys because they have to 
proved themselves against a, a better level of competition. I think that the Green Bay receiver Christian Watson is another prime example. Um, a year ago at this time, Christian was a fourth or fifth round pick for every single team we talked to, and he ends up going 34 overall. So, um, Alante yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, Alante. Alante made a nice jump too, and I think I think with Alante and Trevor too, I think you know those two picks really signified what what Jeff Ireland and Mickey Loomis and and what those guys want to build their team with, and that's tough competitive football players because I think everyone saw what Trevor did, wearing people out and getting a little chippy and and doing those things in the <laughs> yeah. one-on-one drills. And and if you're if if you really bought into Alante, which I did. Um, he he played defensive back like a linebacker. I mean, he was going to hit you in the mouth. Going back to his junior tape, when we evaluated, evaluated him the spring before, um, the very first play that I put on of Alante, he came up on a bubble screen and just blew the receiver up, like knocked him in the next week. And I'm like, okay, got me on the edge of my seat. I'm like, okay, what, what do we got here? So, um, again, I think that with the Saints really, really those two guys fit exactly what they want to build their football team with, and that's tough competitive guys. Tajay Spears gets the invite from Shulane, and he sort of put that team on his back late uh, as a running back. And we're talking about it. You know, running backs uh, of any all of the positions, and I've done this over 30 years, other than fullback, which is almost now, you know, every once in a while you see a team with a true fullback, uh, it probably gets devalued more than anything. And probably in this draft class, uh, Bijan Robinson from Texas may be the only first-round pick running back. So for Spears, man, my thing is I'm going to go there in Alabama and I'm going to show them just how good of a receiver pass protector I can be because they know I can run the ball. But it's the other parts that they're going to ask me a lot about. And I think that's where Tajay can, can really do himself a lot of good. And actually, he sort of grades out similar to Alvin Kamara uh, when he came out of Tennessee. I thought Alvin would be one of the top couple picks in round two. He ended up sliding all the way into round three. Your thoughts on, on Tajay and, and just how big of a jump he made from a year ago. And he was coming off the knee injury also. Yeah, I mean, you, you bring up Alvin, and he uh, – I mean, we, we could spend a lot of time on all the guys I missed on, but I had a first-round grade on Alvin for the Seattle Seahawks. That was, uh, that was a hard pill to swallow when I saw Alvin falling down the board, and, and I thought he should have been our first-round pick. But, but you're right, Tajay, Tajay is a similar guy. Um, and, again, he's a junior, so, you know, that's really a position group for us that's hard to, uh, hard to get, you know, because most of those guys, if they're really good running backs, they will leave as juniors, so – uh, Ty J was able to graduate, so we, we got him as a junior. And I think you're talking about the, the devalue uh, of the running back position. I think, think you know, look no further than right there in your backyard with, with Elijah Mitchell from, from uh, the Raging Cage. Yeah, you I mean, will. Here, here's, a, here's a guy that ran for 4,000 yards, the ULL, ran for 40 touchdowns, had a great senior bowl week, caught the ball well down here all year, all week, ran in the low four fours, vertical jumped like 40 inches. Like he literally checked every box and he went in the sixth round. I don't get so, it. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't get it either. So that's what, when I get calls from agents about, Hey Jim, where do you think this running back's going to go? Usually with, with any other position, I, I feel with certainty, I can peg it within a round. 
And, and, but with running backs, I tell my guys, I'll tell you what I think of the player, but I have no idea where these running backs are going just because the league has devalued these guys so much. you got to stretch the rubber band, Jim. That's what I do with them. When I get that call, I'm like, okay, I'll tell you what I grade them, but let me stretch that rubber band a little bit because we all have seen that sort of head south. Charlie has a question for you, Jim. Yeah, so we were talking a little bit about Trevor Penning earlier on. Uh, there's there's offensive linemen from smaller schools. Do you kind of see those types of guys with a chip on their shoulder to say that I can really play with the big boys in a game like this at the Senior Bowl? Yeah, definitely with those guys, and if they're the right ones too. I mean, I think we've you know I've I've definitely learned. I mean, I've been coming to the Senior Bowl for 20 years as an NFL scout before I, I took this position, but I do see it through a different lens. You know, kind of in the seat I'm in now. The first year. I had this job. I invited some small school guys that they came down here and they were just a little wide eyed. The stage was a little too big for them. So ever since then, I've made sure to, to reach out to multiple people on the staffs of the schools to make sure we're bringing in a guy that will, will, will step up to the competition. But yeah, last year was a prime example with Trevor and, and you know, you look at Cole Strange from Tennessee Chattanooga. That's another guy. He ends up in round one. Run. Yeah, I moved all the way to the first round. And so you know, we've got a guy this year to keep an eye on, Cody Mauk from, from North Dakota State. Um, you talk about a guy that I think Cody's going to end up going in the first round after he's down here. He makes it look so easy at the FCS level. Um, you know, probably better athlete than, than Trevor. Not quite, not as big a person, not, as, not nearly as big a human being, but a better athlete and a, and a really similar finisher. Um, so, Charlie, that's a really good point. If, if you get those small school kids down here with a chip on their shoulder and uh, wear out some of these SEC guys and the Big Ten guys, it, it, uh, it makes a statement, and, and the teams all take attention to that. One of the guys, uh, I mean, I saw him in high school uh, at West Feliciana. I think he was an early commit to you, Darius Davis. Uh, and, you know, because he's a return man. Now, the one thing I can tell you, he ain't the biggest cat in the world, but man, he can flat out run. He's got great speed. I think he'd be a really good slot receiver in the National Football League. But your thoughts on Darius, uh, who's going to play in that national championship game? Uh, he's at TCU. Sonny's got him there, and uh, he makes an impact returning punts and kicks. No, he, he does, and and I, I've said this on 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 our Twitter that he Darius is the fastest player I saw on tape all year. I, I agree. And again, there, there there's some documented track stuff, you know, from when he was at from his high school days, and sometimes you see that. I think he was a ten three hundred meter. Sometimes you put on the tape, it doesn't quite correlate. Um, this dude's got serious juice. Um, one position I feel like the NFL does a better job, just overall kind of big picture, does a better job of utilizing. Well, two positions, tight end and slot receiver. I think the NFL coaches do a better job of, of using the middle of the field. So I think Darius will be one of those guys. He'll be a better pro than he was a college player, at least statistically. Um, and he is a natural, natural punt returner. I mean, you, you put the guy back there, he can track the ball, he can field it. He's got an unbelievable feel for, for coverage and leverage and, and uh, just open field vision. I mean, he... He's going to be. I think he's going to be a Pro Bowl level punt returner at the next level. And I think uh, with his speed, whether you want to call him a slot, some of the gadget use stuff, like yeah. he's going to he he is going to be a weapon for sure. Dorian Williams got an invite uh, also, correct? The linebacker from Tulane. Yes, he did. Yep. And, and man, him and Nick Anderson, it was like every other play. The one would make the tackle, the other guy would make the tackle the next. Uh, they were tackling machines there, but uh, a, a little bit about uh, about Dorian and, and his chances because he's he's got some size 
and he can run the field, but I, I love his east-west flow ability. I, I think that's something with him you see on tape very, very quickly. Yeah, we're excited about about Dorian, and you're right. Nick's a really good football player too. For a, for a group of five school to have two linebackers like that, I mean that's a reason that's a reason why they were able to do what they did this year. But but Dorian stood out. You know, we had Cam Sample in the game a couple of years ago, the defensive lineman from from Tulane, and I was at a game scouting him. I think it was the COVID year um, over there for a game, and I just saw this linebacker number two, like you said, East West, just running sideline to sideline, hitting people. And uh, and here he is now. He's a senior, so I love that when guys kind of pop out as, as young guys, and um, they stay in school, and, and we get a chance to get them as seniors. Uh, kind of a different body type. Like he's carrying a lot of his bulk in his upper body. He's, he looks like a safety from the waist down. Sure does. And he looks like a linebacker from. And he looks like a linebacker from the waist up. So, um, the, in the the league is looking for guys that can run. He can do that. He's got that. He's got that that physical mindset. So at the at the bare minimum, I think right now Dorian's probably going to go early day three, like fourth fifth round. Yeah. But he's a he's a safe pick in those rounds because you really want to hit starters in the first three rounds. And and if you can get guys that make your squad as backups, you know, on, on day three, that's that's a win if you're an NFL team. And at minimum, at minimum, Dorian Williams is going to be a, a really good core special teams player for somebody. And uh, and again, if you, if you can create that role for yourself and buy yourself time as a backup. Um, who knows what the ceiling's going to be. So, um, yeah, just one of the fastest linebackers we saw on tape this year and, and a guy we're excited about. One of the guys, too, uh, I'll never forget when they brought him to LSU, Coach will tell me, hey, T-Boy, come take a look at this Holly Gay. He said he'd be the first one off the bus every time we play somebody because he looked apart and he said, no, we got to do a little work with him from a technical standpoint. But, man, you see this long, lean, good-looking athlete that can get up the field, huge wingspan, and he's gotten better with his run defense uh, uh, throughout the, the couple of years he's played at LSU. A little bit of uh, kind of a breakdown on Ali Gay. Yeah, you're, you you nailed it on him getting better, you know, in the run versus the run. Uh, but but there there won't be a better looking guy um, at this <laughs> yeah. year's Senior Bowl in his pads than Ali Gay. I mean, you talk about a first gay guy you want first coming off the bus. That's Ali Gay. Um, and like you said, I mean, everyone at the school raves about the person. So high character guy. I think right now, from a production standpoint, some teams are you know wish you wish there was a you know a little more production there. Um, but he's a guy that's battled through some injuries. I think that's gonna. We're gonna have to see where that comes out in the draft process. That the you know the combine medical will probably be big for Ali. Um, but I go back to my time with the Seahawks. Like we were, you know, we struggled a little bit with uh, Daniel Hunter because we, you know, we wanted to see more production. You know, as a pass look rusher. Now look at. Yeah. Now he's in it. Now 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 he's one of the elite guys in the league. So, um, you know, I think that's what you're hang, you're hanging your hat on a, a, a NFL frame, like an ideal frame, a guy with high character that's going to work at it, and uh, you know, with a high ceiling. And so, usually those guys that work hard and have good character, they usually clicks for them. So, um, this will be a big week for Ali for sure. Jim, a player that I'm I kind of saw on the rosters that I uh, I covered UL for a couple of years, so I know this guy from the Sun Belt is uh, Appalachian State running back Cameron Peoples, who was outstanding for a couple of years there, and he had a great game this year against Texas A&M. He showed that he can really play with the big boys. Uh, but this is a guy that's got good size, 6'2", 225. I saw him play firsthand against the Cajuns. He's a really, really good running back. I think he's got a chance to really prove himself on the stage. Can you talk a little bit about uh, Cameron Peoples? Yeah, Cam Peoples, is, uh, he's what the league's looking for at running back. I mean, they all want the 225, 230-pound guy, and he's verified by the NFL scouts. He is the legit 6'2", 225, big guy. Um, 
I'm not saying he's Derrick Henry, but he, he, his running style, his body type are similar. He's, he's a little upright, um, but he has nice feet. He can For a bigger back, he can cut. A lot of bigger backs can't cut. Um, he can cut, and he's got a breakaway gear, which, which Derrick obviously had. So, again, not, not saying he's by any stretch Derrick Henry, um, but, you know, it was curious how they used him. Like, they, they kind of they played a heavy rotation at running back at App yeah. State. Um, and I don't know exactly who, why, why that's the case because there's some games where he looks like a, a top two or three round running back. You know, if you put in the right, you put in the right games over the years, and then there's other games. games where, yeah, and then there's other games where he only gets a handful of touches. So um, again, for us, you know, he's a guy that the league wanted to see more of, especially in this environment. I think they want to interview him and kind of see how he does in those because what, what where is the discrepancy between these monster games you put up in some of the games where there, there's minimal production so um again he, he's all the, um and i think the interview part will be big for him jim thanks so much for joining us this afternoon we really appreciate it you got to do one favor for me tell trevon reed stay in alabama don't come back to louisiana recruit them players <laughs> and Trevon he's grew up right up now. the road from me so man he's he's hitting all them spots in Louisiana to try to bring him to Auburn I uh, know that's our guy man T. Reed's gonna he's gonna steal some guys in your backyard I know he will I know he will Jim <laughs> thanks so much for joining us this afternoon I really appreciate it buddy yeah, guys, thanks for having me on. All righty. Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on hour number two of Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike, to take you along with Charlie Long. I'm going to ask Joe and Jonathan to hang on. We'll take you right after we come after the news break at 6 o'clock. The one thing with the Senior Bowl, the Saints have put a lot of emphasis uh, on who plays in that game and drafting those players. So, uh, man, keep a close eye on what's happening there. And Jim Nagy has just done an unbelievable job. Uh, I see him every year. He comes to Manning. He's supposed to come to our Louisiana line camp. And we'll have the uh, the guy who started that off also in the 7 o'clock hour, Pete Jenkins, will be on with us. But, uh, man, Jim has done a fantastic job and his research, and he reaches out. We, we talk five, six, seven times a year about players I might see that I'll recommend to him, and he kind of throws it back and forth. He does a fantastic job, Charlie. Yeah, do you have anyone that you're kind of keeping an eye out for this year's Senior Bowl? Well, first of all, I want to see who goes there, exactly, because okay. some guys commit – and then at the last minute, uh, agent or whatever, kind of peel back. I always love the big linemen. Offensive, okay. defensive linemen, I think they make the biggest jump come Senior Bowl time. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this news break. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.